This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, June 6, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Increasing Overdose Deaths Among Black Americans, a review of the literature, is in Lancet Psychiatry. This review analyzed the many factors contributing to the recent rise in opioid overdose death rates among Black Americans, such as differences in structural and social determinants of health, unequal access, use, and continuity of substance use disorder, and harm reduction services, variability in fentanyl exposure and risk, and changes in social and economic conditions. Black Americans historically are less likely to have access to treatment services compared to white Americans. To effect change, work is needed to reform the criminal legal system, as well as to expand access, address provider bias, and fund equity-improving programs. Next is a study titled Cannabis Use Disorder and Subsequent Risk of Psychotic and Non-Psychotic Unipolar Depression and Bipolar Disorder in JAMA Psychiatry. This cohort study of over 6 million individuals in Denmark was designed to determine if cannabis use disorder is associated with an increased risk of psychotic and non-psychotic unipolar depression and bipolar disorder. Results indicate that cannabis use disorder was associated with an increased risk of both psychotic and non-psychotic unipolar depression and bipolar disorder. A new study in the Lancet Psychiatry is titled The Relationship Between Cannabis Use, Schizophrenia, and Bipolar Disorder, a Genetically Informed Study. This study used several large genetic databases to identify genetic loci associated with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, lifetime cannabis use, and cannabis use disorder. Overall, the authors found the psychotic disorders to be more heritable than the cannabis phenotypes. A total of 57 genetic loci were associated with more than one of these conditions. Mendelian randomization techniques were used to estimate the causal relationship between psychotic disorders and cannabis phenotypes and found evidence of bidirectional causality. The authors conclude that a shared genetic component is responsible for the link between psychotic disorders and cannabis use. Next, we have a study in clinical infectious diseases titled Prevalence of Testing for Human Immunodeficiency Virus hepatitis B virus, and hepatitis C virus among Medicaid enrollees treated with medications for opioid use disorder in 11 states. This study examined almost 400,000 episodes of medications for opioid use disorder initiation between 2016 and 2019 to determine if testing for HIV, HPV, and HCV was performed within 90 days of medication initiation. Between 2016 and 2019, Testing for all three diseases increased from 15% to 19%. Patients initiating medications for opioid use disorder with naltrexone were significantly less likely to be tested. Although testing rates improved over time, three quarters of those initiating medications for opioid use disorder were not tested. A new study in Lancet Regional Health is titled Promises and Perils of the FDA's Over-the-Counter Naloxone Reclassification. In this commentary, the authors recognize the significant potential benefits in addressing overdose deaths due to opioid use disorder by making naloxone available over-the-counter, but they also point out the potential risk. Availability of naloxone over-the-counter should increase the general availability and presence in the community, as well as potentially reduce stigma and incentivize other pharmaceutical companies to produce naloxone. 
However, reclassification to over-the-counter could result in decreases in coverage by insurance and increases in cost to consumers, which could potentially limit access, particularly among the most vulnerable populations with low income. The next article in Neuropsychopharmacology is titled Comparative Acute Effects of Mescaline, LSD, and Psilocybin in a Randomized, Double-Blind, Placebo-Controlled Crossover Study in Healthy Participants. The study found no evidence of qualitative differences in altered states of consciousness that were induced by equally strong doses of mescaline, LSD, and psilocybin. The results indicate that any differences in the pharmacological profiles of mescaline, LSD, and psilocybin do not translate into relevant differences in the subjective experience. Our next article, titled Outcomes of a Mobile Medical Unit for Low-Threshold Buprenorphine Access, Targeting Opioid Overdose Hotspots in Chicago, is in Journal of Substance Use and Addiction Treatment. This retrospective cohort study describes the Chicago-based Community Outreach Intervention Project's Integrated Mobile Medical Program. The study focused on providing low-threshold buprenorphine in primary care to Chicago communities with the highest overdose rates. Over a one-year period, the unit successfully served nearly 600 patients. This integrated approach can reach people struggling with opioid use disorder who are not yet ready to start treatment. Our final article, titled Assessment of Screening Tools to Identify Substance Use Disorders Among Adolescents, is in JAMA Network. In this study, the authors examined three substance use screening tools. The first, screening to brief intervention. The second, brief screener for tobacco, alcohol, and drugs. And the third, tobacco, alcohol, prescription medication, and other substances in adolescents. The authors utilized the recommended screening tool cutoffs and found that all three tools had adequate properties to identify substance use disorders. The authors note that additional work should be done to determine if one tool has differing properties in different populations. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and acm.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.